Thanks for pushing play. This is the reseller's voice with April Hunter. You can find me on Instagram, Poshmark, eBay, pretty much everywhere at Cloven Caddis. On Instagram, I'm April underscore at underscore Cloven Caddis. This podcast is a podcast of short 30 minutes or less interviews with resellers of all kinds. If you sell your stuff, we want to talk to you. Hopefully, in the process of that, other community members, whether they're new or they've been around for a million years, will be able to pick up tips, insights, and continue to learn and grow their business through everybody and the shared information. Hello and welcome to The Reseller's Voice. Today we have an episode that we did live a couple weeks ago on Instagram with Mrs. Diana Fella. We had a great time just chatting and hanging out. Uh, Mrs. Diana Fella has a absolutely informative Instagram page. It's at Mrs. Diana Fella. But if you ever needed a descripting word, descriptive word, descriptive word, for an article of clothing so that you could market it better and you had better SEO, her page is the page to go follow. So here's today's episode. It is a live, unedited episode, so there are all kinds of snafus all throughout it. I hope you enjoy it, and I will talk to you next week. Okay. Well, are you ready for all of the questions? So ready. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you are Mrs. Diana Fella. Did I say exactly. that right? Yep. <laughs> That's who you are. And that is closet the same name? Yes, it is. Um, and you sell on just Poshmark or are you eBay also? Um, Poshmark, Mercari, and I have one thing left on eBay. I am really trying to get off of eBay. <laughs> Yeah. Did you have a bad experience or what made you decide you wanted to leave? It just wasn't, it's just a little too complicated. Like I think I'm pretty tech savvy and mm -hmm. every month there was just like, I didn't understand where these fees were coming from or listing fees or promotion fees and this and this. And I just felt like for my like inventory, it just wasn't the right like customer base. So there are definitely things that I put on eBay that I don't put on like Poshmark or Mercari. Um, yeah. I, I definitely kind of distributed out. I find uh, a lot of my outdoor wear sells a lot better. Yes. Um, and then a lot of my bread and butter bundles, I'm going to start putting on eBay too. Mm. So that's kind of where I'm going to do the, uh, nice, uh, the eBay things. Um, so what made you decide that you wanted to start reselling or like, what was the, the moment that your flip switched and you, decided that you uh, wanted to, uh, to do go it. and uh, make money doing this and not just get rid of stuff in your closet. Right. So believe it or not, my husband actually got me into this. Um, he is a reseller. He, he sells on eBay. He's like the eBay king. Um, and I'm just very stubborn. Like I don't like people telling me what to do <laughs> like, a lot of times. And he kept telling me, he's like, listen, you should go on Poshmark. You would love it. You know, because he saw on Instagram, you know, resellers posting all this stuff. And he's like, you would be really good at it. And I was like, well, don't tell me what to do. I'm not doing it. So <laughs> I was very stubborn. 
and then he actually tricked me. He he sells like a little bit on Poshmark and he had, mm. I don't know, some, I, I think it was a coat. And he's like, you know, could you just write a description really quickly for me? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. So I just did. And then I was like, I don't know, I want to do another one. And it just like that moment, I was like, oh wait, I do like this. And you know, he gave me that like, yeah, I told you so. I will right. know that he was right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it's interesting that your husband is on Posh and kind of prompted you into it. I know that there, there is, um, and I think Tyler, and then we talked with somebody else recently, um, that the, like the, the amount of men on Posh is just so smaller. They're just, they're not visible. And I think as a buyer, as like a men's buyer, it makes it really hard too. Um, so it's, it's nice to know that there are men out there. I know another guy that just got started, except if he went to eBay, he's not on Poshmark yet. Um, and I think that he is going, like, he's already caught the bug and that is, um, at Good Flip Shop's husband. Okay. Uh, so we did the, uh, the next door pickups Ooh. and there was all of these men's clothes and neither of us want to really sell men's clothing. Right. Um, just cause it's a hard sell sometimes. So <laughs> we kind of started this like pre-made store for him. We are like, look at all this money you can make if you just list it. <laughs> and now he's addicted, it's really funny. So. Oh my um, God, yeah. Yeah. It, it really, he's even in, in our viewership now. <laughs> I don't see him in there yet. Um, so what would you say is like one of the best ways that you maximize profits? Ooh, excellent question. Uh, so. I'm figuring that out slowly. Definitely number one, everyone says it, keep your costs down. And I didn't really understand that at first. You know, when I, like my first trip to Goodwill, and I have to say, my husband, he, when we were at Goodwill, we just always went all the time anyway. And then he said, he's like, listen, pick out like six things, I'll buy them for you as like your, you know, your startup. Um, so, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing and things I thought would sell for a lot more, didn't, and I just didn't understand, you know, how it all worked. So definitely keeping costs down as much as possible um, with your inventory, but also with your supplies. Like I've gotten a lot better at finding, you know, bulk amounts of poly bags or tissue paper. Um, so I'm not constantly ordering those. I actually just was going over my expenses. I'm like, I really should keep track of those. <laughs> those are there, um, so when I go through my numbers at the end of the month, which it's just about that time, um, I download the sales report from Poshmark mm. and then I analyze it either through the Sarah Styles dashboard or I do ha have like a little separate analysis that I do sometimes too that, um, that I, I don't get from hers. Um, but then I put in like all of my cost of goods and then I put in my expenses. And that's how I know that both January and February, I was still not profitable. And that's because I went out and I bought a whole bunch of shelving units. Like I went out and bought four different shelving units and each shelving unit for me is like a $300 investment. Um, it's like 25 bucks a bin, your shelving units, like a hundred bucks, you know, you fit 12 bins or something on there. Um, so, I mean, it's a good investment, but you need that. And with the amount of inventory that I now have, <laughs> my hoard, I'm just going to label it. It's no longer a death pile. It is now a hoard. <laughs> so, an we, organized yeah, hoard. Moved um, up a level. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's definitely, I'm really glad I spent that money at the beginning of the year because now a lot of those items you can't find um, because whatever factories were shut down for coronavirus. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, that is very helpful. Yeah. And, um, and also just trying to like figure out like how to slowly grow. Like at first I wanted, you know, I wanted everything. I wanted the ring light. I wanted, you know, all the like reseller goodies. And then finally I was like, you know what? I need to earn it. So like slowly, but then there are certain things where like you do just have to splurge in the beginning because you know, you need it for your business. So that yeah, was there's I think everybody kind of goes through the uh, the uh, bin growth and, you know, they go out and they have whatever bins they have in their house and, you know, right. storing their, their off-season wardrobe or whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, so they start storing in those bins and then they start labeling those bins as to like dresses and shirts and clothes and so on and so forth. <laughs> and then they realize that they have now lost seven items this week. And this organization system is not going to work because you can only list 40 black sweaters in your closet and find them and then they switch to either the you know letter and number system or the just flat number system and it's it, it, right. it's like right around that like one and a half two years or like 700 active listings I, that I think almost everybody goes into it Lori's Boston Found had over a thousand listings and she just now switched to um Oh to that God. system, but I, she posted, I was like, I'm so excited. <laughs> no, that's I'm a, so glad that you, you know, came and, yeah. and, you know, joined the uh, organizational wave. So um, one of the ways that I think you actually do a really good job of maximizing your profits is with your descriptions. And that is because your Instagram page has all of this knowledge on it that I am addicted to. It's like every day I'm like, which way can I go tweak my listings? And actually there was, um, there's a Lafayette 148 shirt that I need to go change the description on for the roll tabs. And I was like, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> I know it's all those little things. That's why it's not like I'm posting stuff that, you know, it's like revolutionary. Like it's just little reminders, things. And it's honestly, it's a great refresher for me too. Like to figure out, actually today, I'll give you a heads up. Today's word is jacquard and Ooh. like, I, like the elusive jacquard. Mm -hmm. um, and even though like, I know what I can identify it to be able to like explain it in mm -hmm. entirety is really challenging. So I enjoy like that little nuance, like, well, what is the difference between jacquard and damask and mm -hmm. you know, all that other stuff? Um, so it's just a fun little exercise for me <laughs> it is it's good and it's um i it's also good for your algorithm on instagram um mm -hmm. because instagram really likes when people save your posts so you're doing yourself a huge favor by no. making posts that everybody wants to save because you are like really an instagram algorithm favor by doing the the knowledge posts like that so um you, you're getting double bonus points and you might not have even realized it <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's awesome. Did you happen to thrift as a child or is that um, like something new that came out? Yeah. So I grew up in like New York, New Jersey. Um, and even though like, I'm sure we have thrift stores there. I, I never saw them or we never went to them. Um, when I, so when I, we moved out here, you know, before we left, we had to give away a ton of stuff. And the mm -hmm. closest Goodwill was like 25 minutes away behind a you know, supermarket, um, and I went in once and was just like, oh God, like it was just not attractive. Um, mm -hmm. but then we moved out here to Colorado and there's Goodwills everywhere. So at first it was just like, 
our way to furnish our house and decorate it. And I became, you know, every weekend we would go goodwill hunting, as we called it. <laughs> Which is really funny because you and I actually swapped locations pretty much. Right. <laughs> like we just was like, oh, you want to be on East or West? And we, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, I mean, I have probably like three Goodwills within like 10 minutes of me. Not all, one's really terrible, so don't get too excited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I might have but, been to that one. Right. <laughs> it just, um, and it slowly developed. And that's actually how my husband got into it because he loves electronics and all that stuff. And he would find a VCR and he's like, oh, you know what? This actually sells for a lot on eBay. And then it just kind of exploded from there. Yeah. Um, so we did the opposite. <laughs> when we moved out east, we got the largest U-Haul van that you could because we had no idea there was this thing as like free curbside fines. Right, right. And so we hauled every possession oh. that we owned from Wyoming to Boston <laughs> because we were afraid we wouldn't be able to afford anything out here. <laughs> I mean, I could understand that. Like, definitely. <laughs> So, um, yeah. And then I, I didn't, I mean, there was, so I grew up in Jackson, Wyoming and there's one really, really good thrift store there. Um, as you could imagine, it would be a great thrift store. Right. Um, and we always went there growing up and it was like, it, it was fantastic. Me and my husband went there a little bit after we met. Um, but when we moved here, I, I didn't go thrifting and I don't know why I, maybe I just had a, like a misconception about it or whatever. <laughs> Um, I was, you know, totally addicted to TJ Maxx and Marshalls and, you know, that was my wardrobe. It wasn't necessarily like the Target and, and Walmart mm -hmm. um, that I know a lot of moms get into, but it was definitely <laughs> TJ Maxx and Marshalls. So right. I do have to say, once I find something in TJ Maxx and Marshalls, like a brand, I almost always like really decrease what I pick up of that, like at the thrift stores. Um, but it is good to know, like, um, you know, like what brands are going to be hot or coming up, you know, like sometimes if you pick up a brand at TG Maxx or Marshalls, then you're like, oh, I really like this. And then you want to find more of it. Um, but it's hard to beat that like $14 TG Maxx price that everybody has always got out there too. So, and it's new. So that's kind of why I stopped picking it up. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Now I have to find a new question. <laughs> this is what happens that I edit out if you listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just me, like, you know, not having my brain about me. Um, what is your best flip to date? Ooh. Um, you know, I was just thinking about that the other day. I think it's probably between, well, one thing that I just owned. It was a North Face, like, you know, ginormous puffer coat. Um, and that was actually, that was probably one of the first things I sold. And I think I sold, I made over $100 on it. And that's when I was really like, ooh. I like, I like money. <laughs> you're, then you're stuck after you make $100, right? Right. And I think probably another coat. I had another Michael Kors. I think I found it for like $13. Just another like gorgeous black puffer coat. And then sold that for over 100 So, so far, I would say like outerwear winter was pretty nice for me. And as you mentioned, like outerwear on eBay, I did have a lot of initial success on eBay with Maybe, yeah, some more running gear, like mm -hmm. jackets, coats. But now summertime, 
We'll see. <laughs> Summertime is so hard. Like, I know that mm-hmm. I look forward to my summer wardrobe because I, you know, I do the whole, like, in and out bins thing. Like, yes, last week it was, like, 50, and this week it's, like, 100, and I can't handle it. Um, so it's, like, I, you have to pull out the new bin because <laughs> you're dying. Or when it gets cold, you're, like, I have to find my bin. I'm, I'm freezing to death. It's, yeah. like, it's hot and cold. It's, it's miserable. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so I thrift a lot of my winter items during the summer. Um, like I don't stop picking up sweaters and I don't stop picking up coats cause you can find them so much cheaper. Um, and I know that my, like I sell more in the winter. So my, and then my profits are going to be higher if I'm selling more. So that's what I do as far as, um, you know, finding good finds and keeping it kind of low cost yeah. for the coats yeah. and outerwear. Idea of just shopping off season, but really mm-hmm. I'm, I just pulled a, marmot jacket like last week you know you just never know they're still selling it's it's i mean i'm not sure so as a shopper i will go in and i will definitely try to hit the you know end of season clearance fines and such but um you know so some of that's just ingrained in my brain of how i shop um you know like i need a new coat for next winter because obviously i ate too many quarantine snacks um Two hands on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I was talking to a buddy. I was like, I think I need a Peloton. I need to ride my actual bike first. You know, like do the the money saving thing. Don't spend the money on the Peloton right. until you've ridden your bike for a month. So I need to actually start riding my bike with my quarantine snacks. With my body at some point. <laughs> yeah, you know, more than like lifting a bin. <laughs> yes, that is my exercise. Maybe we should start like a fun like. Um, like a reseller's workout challenge. Oh my God. That would seriously, because you know what? I will say like, there are certain times I'm trying to take a photo and like I'm slipping and I feel my inner thighs burning. Like it can be a workout sometimes. It is. Or flat lays. <laughs> flat lays are murder. Oh my God. Ooh, yeah. No, I feel my age when I do those. I'm like, do I just stay on the ground? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. See what quarantine has done to us? <laughs> it's so bad. Um, let's see <clears throat> what my my next question would be. Oh, introvert or social butterfly? You're a teacher though, right? So I'm going to guess that even though you may be introverted, you're very good at disguising it. Like, bingo. That is exactly it. I... It's so funny. I at the you know right before like COVID and all that stuff happened, mm-hmm. we were talking. Me and my coworkers were talking about introvert, extrovert, um, and I said like, well, like naturally, I am an introvert. Like as a child, I hated people. Like I was so antisocial. I just I didn't. I don't know. I well, also I'm an only child. I should add that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense. Um, but definitely just through the years, through college, and then with teaching, I've definitely become more of an extrovert. But I will say this quarantine, like staying at home, my introvert side is really coming out. And like, it's definitely like, I like staying home. I like just, I'm a homebody. (laughs) So it's kind of like creeping out. But I would say more like, in this decade of my life, I'm definitely more of a extrovert. Hmm. It's interesting that you kind of swapped a little bit, you know, as Mm. you, you know, have evolved and changed and grown a little bit. I feel like, um, 
just this past like three years, I've definitely become more extroverted. I still have my like, I just need to have my alone time. And um, I definitely have noticed it if like while I'm doing porch pickups, there's people who are like, they're like, I'm going to leave the bag on the porch and you never see them. And then there's the people who are like, ring the doorbell when you get here. And you're like, I haven't talked to anybody in a while, have you? <laughs> like, why? Just like <laughs> yeah. um, Eco Exchange says there is an Instagram at Healthy Resellers 2020. Is that an actual account, Eco Exchange, or is that a suggestion of a Instagram that we should start? Yeah, that we should <laughs> just initiate. <laughs> Maybe she's not on anymore, or he's not on. Maybe they are not on. Right. Um, so um, I actually am tapped out on my Instagram accounts. I can't start anymore. Wait, how many do you have? Five. Oh, that is a lot. Oh my God. How do you manage that? Um, th so two of them are personal. Okay. Um, one is for family, one's for friends. And then I have the reseller's voice one and right. the April at Clove and Caddis one. Right. Um, and then I have one more that's kind of just a dead. It was like an idea that I started. And mm -hmm. if I do anything, it will be like, I'll swap that one out kind of a thing so oh it's an actual account we're gonna have to go check them out oh my god totally i think we need to start a revolution right? <laughs> <laughs> um see what is your worst experience as a reseller ben oh man so many well <laughs> not so, so many <laughs> and not too many i i've been pretty pretty blessed so far um probably unfortunately one that just it wasn't even a really bad experience um it was just my first return Hummer Kari um oh. yeah so lady it's one of those it was a pair of hiking boots that my friend gave me like they're super expensive Merrell's um I don't know how to say Azalo oh the Azalo ones yeah. yeah see that's what I mean by the outdoor thing it's like I'm I'm an outdoor nut <laughs> right I'm like I don't know <laughs> like, they're really heavy um, they are heavy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, listed them, you know, as whatever they were. And then it was like a TPS 535. And the lady was all upset. And she's like, these aren't that they're a TPS 520. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. So she's returning them. We'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, you know, it happens. It does happen. I so I had my Mercari bad experience return probably like November, December of last year, and I just now I'm starting to list things back to Mercari. And I some of it's because when I um, when the guy started like really harassing me, there was the only option that there was was to block him. There was like no way to like flag what he was saying or like report him. Um, and I really had a hard time with that as a seller. Like I, you have no backup for me and this guy's like harassing me so wow um, i'm finally getting back into it i still haven't relisted the faucet that he bought <laughs> i don't know if i'll ever sell that faucet Ugh. but um i yeah. need to because it's part of my hoard and i would really <laughs> i would really like to make some money on that hoard no i know it's hard i know i was thinking like well when i get these back i have to relist them do i relist them as what i know they are or what people think they are and I don't know. We'll see. But I will say before, like my, you know, the past younger life, I worked in retail. 
And there I have some horror stories. <laughs> I think everybody who has worked in retail has some horror stories. I know I have several. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, from when before way long time ago, like when I was a much younger person. <laughs> it's, I'm, I have a hard time thinking of myself as an old person now. And like, but I'm starting to realize like, I'm really starting to get to be one of those old people because it's like, I, I'm still living in 1999 and officially that's vintage. Right. right? No, it tried me. Oh my gosh. Actually, I was texting with my friends this morning and they were saying something like, Oh, well that was so 2009. I'm like, well, that wasn't too long ago. I was like, Oh my God. Like, yes, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. That was 10 years ago. Like, what happened? How to me that's still <laughs> like, if you said it's 2009, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Here we are, COVID 2009. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Done that. Yeah. Um, what do you think about selling on Instagram? Um, like, have you done any sales on Instagram or are you planning to? Is it novel concept? I am planning to, I, th I think. Um, that's my next... I guess, step in my, like, building my business. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that, like, other sellers are selling on Instagram. I'm like, well, that is a fantastic idea. Um, and I was told that I should first get an LLC, which I will do. Um, and luckily in Colorado, I think it's, like, 50 bucks. Like, it's not a lot at all. It's pretty cheap. Um, accounting advice. This is, mm -hmm. this is my professional advice for you. Yes. Wyoming yes. is a, um, basically a free state to register it. As a business, the only thing you need to look into is uh, like what your foreign um, foreign fees are. Um, if they're cheaper, it might be cheaper to register as a Wyoming corporation LLC, mm -hmm. and then um, do then you know register with uh, Colorado as a foreign. Because sometimes it's more expensive to register within your own state than it is to do like a Delaware, Delaware and Wyoming. Um, do not have sales tax. And that's part of the reason people do not or register their cor corporations there. So, oh my God. They don't, yeah. Then they don't have to pay sales tax. Look at, oh my God. So much knowledge. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yep. I'm going to. Some people don't do that because, so like for me, if I was to register in Wyoming, it would be free for Wyoming and I wouldn't have to pay sales tax to Wyoming. But then because I'm a foreign Massachusetts company, I would have to pay sales tax to Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. um, and the registration for Massachusetts is the same, whether you're here or whether you are. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, everybody's paying sales tax everywhere right now because thanks. Thank you, Amazon and uh, eBay. <laughs> so, um, but you know, if you, if you are an actual corporation in that, in that state it's not it's not as you know it's not as bad i don't think that it rates as much so you're not double paying um good to know uh, thoughts professional thoughts there yeah. um why do you keep reselling after you started like what what keeps you going i love i love that it's like a little bit of everything um I think it was maybe two years ago i finally got into like a groove of teaching and i felt like i was a person while teaching because their first couple of years it's just pure chaos um probably similar to having a baby i could imagine yeah just like it's just madness and it's every day is just get to the end of the day just survive you know yeah <laughs> and 
And then finally I said, I'm like, well, I actually have some free time. Um, and I missed the, I don't know, I missed the retail world. I missed folding clothes. I miss interacting with customers. So mm -hmm. I got a job at the loft and I spent probably like three times my paycheck there. Um, <laughs> but I worked there for maybe two months and finally was like, I just don't, I don't, I don't actually want to be in retail anymore. This is not my thing. Um, so I left, I still shop there all the time. Um, and then once I started reselling, it hit on all of those notes that I loved about retail, but they're on mm -hmm. my terms now. So right. I, do, I do like a little bit of data entry. I like some computer work. I don't want to do it all the time every day. Right. I, you know, just the data entry, the, you know, it makes me feel smart with numbers and whatnot, but the steaming even, like I love just the, you know, it's a mundane task, but it's kind of calming. It is. I admit it's calming, but I, I hate steaming. <laughs> if I don't have to steam an item, I won't. And unfortunately, coronavirus has me steaming way more than I want to. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, it'll take me a minute to like start steaming. I'm like, oh my God, I have to fill up my steamer. But then once I'm doing it, like I just, I love seeing the wrinkles come out. <laughs> yeah, but, and, the, and the little poofs of steam, you know. Right, little facial here and there. Yeah, I just, <laughs> uh, you know, the selling aspect of it, connecting with people, um, and then doing like Instagram. It just, it keeps me like mentally stimulated, especially in the summer now. Like I don't want to become a zombie, you know. I'm, yeah. I don't have school right now. So I need something to like get me out of bed. <laughs> Yeah, I can. <laughs> in, in a former non mom non life, yes, I would need the same. Right. I, um, this morning, I was um, I was up before two people that I needed to text, and they were like, "Fine, I'll get out of bed." And I was like, "I feel like everybody I have encountered today, I ripped out of bed." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's hard. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so I think I only have one final question for you because we're right at our like 30 minute point, which how has that gone so fast? Um, and then we can continue chatting or if you have questions for me, but um, it kind of wraps up my, my general, you know, my outline box. Right. <laughs> um, and that is if you were to go thrifting with anybody, who would you go with and where would you go? Oh my gosh. Whew. I would go with someone fabulous my first the first thing that popped into my head is lady gaga <laughs> i would just love to go thrifting with someone who like i just obviously i would never wear her clothes because i'm not famous but i would just, wear me dresses right I, yeah. <laughs> maybe next prom you know i'll chaperone have a nice neat dress be great <laughs> kids would love it that would be i would just i mean i'm just a huge lady gaga fan and just to like shop with her and then hopefully she can sing to me while we're shopping and where would we go well she's also from new york so probably somewhere back in manhattan well I don't, we would just find some like thrift store in manhattan and just do it up it sounds good does lady gaga thrift do you know that probably not but you know who, who knows actually she might i feel like she might be a combo of like you know the high-end valentino with like a two dollar faded glory <laughs> I mean, she does wear me me dresses um is there anybody like within our community that you would take with you oh oh my gosh probably looks by lauren jones because she's just fabulous. Oh. 
Sure is. Isn't she? Oh, I just. I, like, half the time people are like, oh, yeah, I'd go with this person or I'd take this person. And I'm like, wait, I don't think I even follow them. Because the community is huge. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, like, yes, she really, and I love her Instagram account. Like, every single thing that girl puts on is fabulous. Right? Like, it's almost aggravating. I'm like, how do you look so good in everything you get? Like, what is that? Magic? I don't know. <laughs> it is. The other person that I found recently, um, and it's through our same group, is the uh, XOXO Posh Girl. Oh. How did she find all of those fantastic dresses? No, like, literally no idea. I, it, she's, yeah, she's another one. You know what? I would, it'd be me, like, all four of us and you, we'd all go, like, thrifting, in New York, Upper East Side. Oh my God, get some French macaroons afterwards. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I, a good lavender macaroon is probably my favorite. It's, it's to die for. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm <laughs> now I'm hungry. We're gonna have to go find some. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is officially like late lunch time for me. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. So, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, yeah. you know, it's actually it's nap time, I think. At this point in time now. I was going to say, did mom eat today? I know sometimes mothers don't eat. <laughs> I had coffee. Does that count? Sure. <laughs> Maybe a smidge of uh, like a strawberry slice or something <laughs> before it fell on the floor. Just a piece it. of a strawberry. <laughs> a piece of strawberry and four cups of coffee. Right. Um, <laughs> It's like the title of a book. <laughs> that would be a great title of a book. That would be so good. I like it. I'm trying to think about how I can play that into like my prioritization stuff. <laughs> Four cups of coffee and a slice of strawberry. And a slice of a strawberry. <laughs> Did you have any questions that you wanted to ask me? Oh, well, I want to know how did you get into reselling? How did I get into reselling? Um, so my son, um, so I have a 16 year old and then I have the three year old and the, and the baby, um, and all the eighth graders, or, you know, sometimes it's a different, you know, you're within your, uh, school system, but they always take them on some type of national local type trip. Um, and he was going to Washington DC and you had to come up with like a thousand dollars to pay for all of his expenses. They give you plenty of time. They tell you in September, it's going to cost you a thousand dollars. They have a payment plan and everything. And right. then you can join, you know, like, um, you know, the, the cookie dough selling, or I'm sure you know about all of the fundraisers that schools do. <laughs> all of those. And I said to myself, there is no way my son is going to go door to door or contact anybody because he's he, like, he's so introverted right now. Mm -hmm. He's, we went to pick up his stuff from high school the other day and he's like, I forgot to talk how to talk to people. He's like so comfortable typing things out or like that. He's like, he can't even function in normal life. So, um, so I knew I had to come up with a thousand dollars and, uh, that's, that was my way to come up with a thousand dollars for him. And then I was like, wait, if I can come up with a thousand dollars like that, why don't I just continue this? <laughs> right. Like, and I mean, I'm always trying to like find some side hustle or like, I just really like, you know, wait, where did I go? No. <laughs> hey now. There you I am. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Here I am waving to people. <laughs> um, so that's how I started reselling. Um, and then um, I, so there was a, like, um, 
was an engagement group. It was probably like an accountability group that Work With Morg started. Um, so I started reselling probably in September when I got the notification that I had to come up with a thousand dollars. And then six months later, probably around March or April, I joined this, you know, like a accountability group. Um, mm. And I was like introverted and terrified. Like I would have not like, it's like, it's like seven people in the group. Right. And you know, I was like, I'm not going to go do a live with them and show them what I got. Like I have to be on video. Like, mm -mm, nope. Why not? Um, <laughs> you want me to do you want me to talk to people? It's right. <laughs> not happening. Right. <laughs> I they would see my face. <laughs> they would see how much of a goober I am. No, I was saying like, thank God I've had practice with all this like remote zooming. And oh my God, first so like I just have to say because I I would make I don't know am I really dark? I'm really dark on my side. That's whatever. Um, you know I would make like a video lesson or even just a message, record it and then put it in my Google Drive and put it out for them. So I have like a folder of just videos of me. And I do. It's just like everyone is a crazy facial expression. So it's just, yeah. like 10 rows of like, huh? like, just, like, <laughs> the like, oh my God. But I, you know, finally got comfortable with myself on camera and so, you know, something good came out of remote learning. Yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> I have been doing Zoom calls, but not, um, they're not 100% work related. I've done a couple of those, but um, there's a couple other ones that I've just been like logging onto. Like there were some good, um, some good like e-learning things that came out that yeah. you had to join the Zoom in order to like actually learn the content. And I was like, well, I don't want to have to pay for it later. So. Better, better log on now. Um, so that's where I kind of have been zooming quite a bit recently. Um, but I always try to do it. Like, I always try to get rid of my my kids because <laughs> I can't. I can't with them home. Like they're no. no it's <laughs> I was. It's been really fun. Like in all my meetings, when you know the like organizer is talking, and then you just hear their child like scream for a peanut butter sandwich, or you know, like just something goes off and. It's, it was weird, but also interesting to see, like, get a peek into other people. Everybody's actual life, like, yeah. what these kids are dealing with at home that they've told you about, and now you actually understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of my friends had the most mortifying experience of Zoom that, you know, any parent could have, and that was that she set her, I think she's probably in third grade. She has a very similar family structure that I do, except for she has three younger kids and one older kid. Um, so she set like one of her middle daughters up on a, you know, one of the Zoom meetings or whatever. And then she went to take a shower. <laughs> it's like, <gasps> everybody got to see mom in the shower. <laughs> I would die. I would move. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I don't think you can ever go beyond that. Like, even now, living 2,000 miles away from where I was, 10 years later, there's still people that are like, oh, hi. And you're like, you saw me naked in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> even like, on everyone's mind, like, you saw me naked. I know that you saw me naked. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, I would. I would. It wasn't even, like, flattering, like, boudoir shot. It was, like, <laughs> your at your lowest level like well, I, I gotta get myself clean in three minutes before the baby wakes up 
No, I don't know how like actresses or whatever do it. Cause when I am wet, like I do not look cute. I look terrible. No. Like who looks good? So yeah, no one can ever see me wet. <laughs> Gotta keep my hair. <laughs> yeah, is it naturally curly? It is. It's ah, uh, see, we should trade hair. I would, oh my, especially now during quarantine, like this is, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I think I might have the better end of that deal because I, it, my hair, um, I did an updo for my sister's wedding. Mm -hmm. So we put like all the bobby pins in. Yeah. And it was like shooting bobby pins at people as I walked down the aisle because it was like, I refuse <laughs> to do any kind of curling any kind of formal prettiness it's just not gonna happen so it's I like it. it is like this all the time <laughs> so. so you're good to go no i have probably like 50 well no, maybe like 20 bobby pins and some new clip thing oh man it's been a lot of like clip experimenting past couple months <laughs> i you know i think that uh the hair care you know like hba type uh mm -hmm category of sales has actually probably been really good recently <laughs> so if yeah. anybody has those in their hoard you better list them seriously yeah i would buy it <laughs> <laughs> well i should probably go uh <clears throat> save my husband from the kids <laughs> yeah like or you can just go hide in the van <laughs> go hide in the van it gets hot there now though oh that's true yeah because we hit yeah. like 80 90 humid now so um, yeah, I, that's why I'm not in the van today. I know we and Lisa, she told me, she's like, you better be in that van. And I was like, that's not going to happen today, sweetheart. I can't, I can't do the live from the van. I'll do it some morning, but not, not at this time of day. I will, like, I miss the East Coast, but the humidity. I don't, can you imagine this hair in humidity? <laughs> it would probably, it, yeah, I'd be big and <laughs> Very, like, I was meant to be born in, like, the 80s. That would be, then I would live on the 80s. The 80s hair bands. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you for um, coming on live with me and yes, answering all my me. questions. Hope you enjoyed today's live episode. We will be releasing a couple of these live episodes, or we do tend to go live on Saturdays. Um, I try to make them live on both the reseller's voice and my personal account, April at Cloven Caddis. I hope you are able to come and tune into one. And uh, as always, have a great week. Today's goodie bag, and that's where all the goodies are, is ways that you can get either money or you can get a free blue Ikea bag. If you would like a free blue Ikea bag, go to Apple Podcasts and leave the reseller's voice a five-star review and leave your Instagram handle at the bottom of your review. We will then get in contact with you and uh, put you in that week's drawing for the big blue Ikea bag. The other way that you can save money is to use my affiliate code for my virtual assistant. I use Miss Yancey's VA services. You can use the code CLOVE10 to get 10% off of your first order with her. Um, I 
honestly wouldn't be a reseller without her because of all of the sharing on Poshmark. The last way that you can really benefit yourself and uh, get money back is to have yourself 100% prepared for tax season and that is by maintaining proper books. If you have no idea how to do your books for reselling or for anything, Nicole Coulette has a course on bookkeeping for resellers. It is at Nicole Kulut School, and um, yeah, you should check it out. I hope you guys have a great week, and I will chat with you again next week.